Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast with Rick Fox. We're here to talk about the industry with some of its biggest influencers. From technology, trends, and current events, if it's happening in insurance, you'll hear about it here. Make sure to tune in every week and join in on the conversation with us on social media at Vertifor. And now, here's Rick Fox. Welcome back to another episode of the Vertifor Insurance Podcast, the VIP. I'm the host, Rick Fox, and this week we are ranting. It's another one of Rick's insure rants. And interesting, I, I want to kind of tee this up. Uh, Dylan and I were talking, Dylan Braun, by the way, needs a huge shout out. He does a great job of, of producing this show, keeping me in line, telling me when I'm doing dumb stuff, uh, gets me hyped. We listen to music to get started. Um, today, Jack Harlow, what's popping to get kind of get in the mood. Um, but what I would say, so thank you, Dylan. I appreciate that. But, but when we were talking, we were talking about basketball, uh, March Madness. And we thought, let's, let's rant about that. Let's talk about the tournament. Let's talk about March. Let's talk about where we were a year ago when there wasn't a tournament. I'll just start by saying, I know more about basketball than probably 99% of the people in the United States. And I am absolutely getting dismantled in my bracket this year. I have, I have, I picked a lot of upsets, didn't pick any of the big upsets. So my bracket is an absolute mess. Let me just start with that. Dylan bragging. I think he's in the top 10 in, in a different pool that he's in. Good for you. I, I, whatever. But here's the thing. Like, look at, look at, let's think about where we are. That Dylan and I are having that conversation today. Me and other friends are having that conversation. Um, uh, you probably, proud father, you probably already know. My son's a basketball player. He plays at IMG Academy. He plays on a, an Under Armour circuit team. He's, he's a basketball player. He's really, really uh, put in the work and, and he's earned a lot of these accolades and he's doing great things. The thing about that that's so great is this time of year, him and I are just like, like spending hours upon hours upon hours of time together watching games, talking about our brackets, talking about our picks. Who do I need to win this so that that other team can advance farther than this and I can get the points? And just enjoying the the one and done environment of, Mar of March Madness. If you're not into basketball, my wife's a perfect example. Literally picked the Arkansas Razorbacks to win the entire thing because she liked their mascot. She thought the Razorback was cute, so she took Arkansas to win. Now that being said, she's kicking my butt in the, in the brackets. And my point is, March Madness is awesome. A year ago at this time. We didn't have any of this. We were like really early in an entirely different kind of madness that was in March. Uh, lockdown, quarantine, no sports, uh, some very, very good things that, that I got to experience with extra time with my family. But the things that I missed was this time, this March madness time with my son, with, like I said, I, I'm getting my wife to watch games because she has, she has a stake in them <laughs> when it's not our kids. I, I am, and here's a big thing that's made this year and this tournament so amazing. So I'm going to give you the blue blood. So it's Kansas, Kentucky, University of North Carolina, and Duke, those four blue bloods. One of those teams has been in the Sweet 16, ev at least one, every year since 1979. 
That's over 40 years that one of those teams has won at least two games in the tournament. This is the first year in 40 years that none of them are in the Sweet 16. That tells you the craziness, the madness of the tournament. I, I don't want to make this a sports uh, podcast, but it does relate to the rest of life. It talks about, I mean, it, it talks about my world, my son and me being able to have this thing that we, we have a bond over. Um, my wife being more engaged when it comes to something that's on the television every, every night during when there's games and all of that. And all of the, the madness around it because of all the teams that are in, I'm comparing that to where we were a year ago. Now, we did plenty of podcasting, webinaring, trying to prepare people, help people, uh, give perspective on what was going on last year with the, with the pandemic. So I don't want to like, I don't want to go back and do all those things, only that I want to make this a very positive rant and talk about where we are now compared to where we were a year ago. So look at, look at the, the craziness of March madness last year, not the tournament, the madness of our world. So I want to talk about the world a year ago, quarantine, lockdown, and the uncertainties of what was going on. I remember watching hours upon hours, flipping between news channels, trying to get as much information as I could, and then wondering all day long if any of the information I was receiving was real. And now we're not there. Now we know there's, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, I know this has been a, just an absolute blow up of people's worlds and some way more than others. But, but there is a light that we, we, have, we have a vaccine. In fact, my left shoulder hurts really, really bad because I got my first dose yesterday and it hurts. I was very nervous about having, you know, the extra symptoms, you know, do you get the chills? You're going to get the aches and the pains. And, and I just got kind of tired and my left shoulder is really sore. Um, I live here in Florida and the, the, the process that we went through was it was a drive through there was like six stations and everybody had on like, you know, their masks and their, their clipboards and they're doing different things. It was literally like being a Chick-fil-A and they're buzzing you through to get all these people vaccinated. It was awesome. A uh, little sore today. I talk a lot with my hands. So even when I'm doing this, I can feel my shoulder, but think about where we are now today. I feel, I don't feel all the way safe from, from COVID-19, but I feel in a much different place than I did during last year's March Madness. And again, I don't mean the tournament, I just mean the craziness of the world. The uncertainty of the world, not knowing anything and feeling, feeling, feeling worried that we were in the middle of something that was so big that people didn't even know what to do. Now we're still in the middle of it. We're still smack dab in the middle of it. And some of you that live in states that are still more locked down than others are still dealing with a lot of anxiety, depression, stress, not that those of us in states that are more open are dealing with some of those same things, but it does help to get out of the house. It does help to have outlets, which takes me back to sports and other things. March Madness, again, the, the NCAA basketball tournament is the best sporting event in the world because teams like Oral Roberts University, which I'd heard of, couldn't tell you where it is, a 15 seed, can knock off Ohio State and then go and win another game to be the, only the second team in history that's a 15 seed to win to, to get to the Sweet 16. That's amazing. And I'm talking about it because it's what I love. I love the excitement of that. I love that it's a bond with my family. 
It's different than the bond that was, was sort of forced on me a year ago with my family because we were all in the house, which was wonderful. Um, but, but just to have some of those things back. So I think, you know, if you take a look, if everybody stops, takes a breath, whether you're a basketball fan or not and enjoying March Madness and look at where we are from a year ago. Some of the positives that have, that have happened, the, the vaccine, the, uh, some of you probably think the change in government. Now there's still plenty of craziness out there and there's plenty of madness in the world. I mean, take a look at what happens. Just what's just the, the just absolute tragedy that happened in Boulder. Things like that is still happening. But I wanna keep this in a light that is, look at where we came March to March. Look at where we are and look at the different madness. Last year was crazy uh, quarantine madness. This year it's basketball. It's, it's maybe going out to dinner. It's feeling like you can find toilet paper when you go to the grocery store. It's all of the other things. So just a little perspective is what I'm hoping to give everybody that from a year ago to this, and I'm using March Madness as a sort of a, an example of where, where we are, where we weren't last year. So that's kind of the world that we're in, right? I wanna just spend a second and talk about our industry specifically as it relates to this March versus last March. Think about it. There was so much stress a year ago. We made it, our industry made it. Did we, did, were there casualties along the way? There were some. Was it anywhere near the amount of stress and business closure and loss of revenue that so many other industries saw and, and are still feeling? No, the insurance industry rock solid, made it through. In fact, what this has done is kickstarted more innovative thinking. People in the industry were kind of shook out of their old ways and now a year later, I'm having way different conversations with agencies, way different conversations with carriers. We're talking about the future now, not the current present time, not the, you know, it seems to be working okay, I'm gonna keep doing it. But the world changed, the thinking changed, and now we're thinking about the future, which is a huge step in the right direction. For me, that, that, that madness of that for this March is wildly exciting. The craziness that's now sort of taken over our industry as it relates to change and evolution and, and forward thinking and thinking about, okay, I went through some crazy stuff in the last year. I wanna get myself prepared for the next year and the year after and what comes after that. So to look at our industry and say, March to March, crazy stress, so much uncertainty, to, there's still always stress in this industry, different stress, positive stress, exciting stuff going on in our, in our marketplace. We should pat ourselves on the back that we work in an industry that is stable, that was able to manifest positivity throughout this thing. And we're still here and we're still going strong. In fact, maybe stronger than ever with the new thinking. If you're on this, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not, one of the many, one of the most that's starting to change the way you look at your business and change the way you look at, at how to get not just to tomorrow, but to 2022, 2025, 2030. This is, this is another wake up call. This is March madness. This is time for you to have crazy thoughts. If it sounds, if it sounds wild, think about it. 
put it into action. See if you can change the way you think. See if you can innovate and change with so many of our of your peers and of our other people in this industry. So that's my industry talk. This is very high level. I'm just trying to put some, some energy and excitement around just taking a quick glance in the rearview mirror of where we were 12 months ago, what the madness was like then compared to what March Madness is like now. And then finally, I think it's, it's a, something that we should talk about is what is, like think about your family or your world, your job, anything that's personal to you that has to do with your house and your relationships. A year ago, people were struggling or at least figuring out how to work at home, how to have their kids go to school at home. What corner of the house could you find for a quiet Zoom meeting? And we've worked through it. In fact, we've gotten to a point now where you look at the studies and most people are saying they don't wanna go back to work full-time at the office. They like some kind of a hybrid. That's, that's sort of the, the, the top rank in surveys is, could I do three at home and two at work or three at work and two at home? Some kind of a blend. A lot of us have kids that are back in school now, which has obviously alleviated some of the noise and the stress when you're trying to work at the home. And now it's just mostly dogs and mailmen and things like that to make noise during meetings and make it crazy. But think about where you are today. And picture yourself a year ago, March of last year, and all of the, the, the comfort and the, the ability to execute that you've come up with and that you've created in your work from home, maybe you're already back in the office, but just the flexibility that we've created for in any industry, in our worlds, that's, how, that's, that's what I mean about your job is, is that's now become more part of your, your, your family because a lot of us, myself included, are still working at home. So we have to, I have to, when I'm recording podcasts, my, my wife is notorious. I don't know why, how this happens, but upstairs, right above me, there's a long hallway above my office. And that's where she throws the ball for the dog in the house when it's too hot to go outside. Cause he's a French bulldog and God forbid he overheats, but I can hear him, hear them on the, like, cause he'll go down the hall and, you know, kind of slide and I could hear it. And when I'm recording him, but it, no matter what, it seems like, unless I tell her, that's when they'll go throw is when I'm in the middle of, of a podcast recording. It's kind of crazy. But just that as an example of all of the things that are different than they used to be. And think about it in terms of the relationships you have with your, with your family. I'm hoping and I'm praying for most of you that that was such a positive experience to get to spend that quality time. For me, priceless. For me to get to connect on a much deeper level out of almost necessity with my kids, because like most parents of, of active kids, one of you running one to soccer practice, the other one's racing the other one to basketball. You know, you've got a teenager with a car who's, you know, would rather obviously, as, as we all did, want to go spend time with their friends. Now they're all in the house. Forced family fun is what we called it. <laughs> And it was, and I have such, such incredible memories from last March, April, you know, all the way through the year when quarantine, especially when we were in California. But now it's just different. Now I, I, I'm more connected. My wife and I have, have, you know, I've always, I think, been really close. But if anything, we got closer. And now I've got basketball back. I've got the other things back that are starting to trickle back in that were 
were missing. And now my son and I spent, I, I don't even want to tell you, probably 15 to 20 hours last week watching games, flipping between games, talking and laughing and joking and me poking fun at him like every dad does to every kid, making fun of his hair, which I think is, is a prerequisite to being a father. I think you're supposed to pretty much constantly make fun of your son's hair. I remember my dad did. And I make fun of Dylan's hair all the time too. So that probably counts for something, but come on, he's got a mullet. I, I mean, it almost, it almost makes it mandatory that I give him a hard time. Anyway, so if you look at this in the three lights, the world, your industry, and your, your, your personal world, think about where we were a year ago. Think of the positiveness. Think about the madness that's still in our world, not counting March Madness, the craziness but how different it is, how so much of our madness from a year ago is now starting to trickle down, starting to go away, starting to go to normalize, I guess. And things like simple things like going to the grocery store and finding toilet paper, going out to dinner and being able to sit in a restaurant, watching NCAA March Madness with my family. Those are some of the greatest things that we maybe took for granted during all the, the time and now can look back and say, I'm glad these things are back. Here's what I learned. Here's what I want to do to be better at everything, whether that's with like myself, closer to my kids, all of that stuff. It is an amazing opportunity for us to just take one deep breath, pause and perspective on the March madness that we're sitting in right now versus what the madness looked like 12 months ago in March. Dylan brought this up as a topic. I thought it was really fun. Um, I hope that makes sense for everybody, even those of you that don't follow the tournament the way so many of us do, millions upon millions of us that fill out brackets and enjoy that and the excitement of it. I hope this gives everybody a little perspective and maybe a little positivity that Things are good and getting better every day. We are normalizing. We are getting back to things like March Madness. Doesn't mean the world's perfect. There's still a lot of things that we all need to work on, big things, small things. But I just wanted to take a minute and talk about that. Put your, put your lens on March 2020 and where we are now, March 2021. I hope that helps somebody. I hope someone got a smile on their face or took a second to think back and reflect on where we were, where we are, and, and have some positive thoughts around that. Usually I'm ranting and I'm usually kind of yelling at the microphone. This one felt like something that I wanted to do that was very uh, personal, but also at the same time, hopefully uplifting. Um, I will end this the way I always end it. I will say, please go and uh, subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Please go to do me the solid and go to vertifor.com. Go to the resources tab, click on podcasts and subscribe there. That's where you get bonus content. Send an email to podcast at vertifor.com with questions for our Ask Rick episodes, for comments, for guests you think we would love. And please, please, what I love the most is keep sending me direct messages on LinkedIn. If we're not connected on LinkedIn, please connect with me and then send me a note. Tell me what you like. Tell me what we need to do better. Tell me guests and give questions for when we do Ask Rick episodes because those are the ones where it's your input that I sort of will 
quote unquote rant on as it relates to some of those really, really good questions that we're getting. Great feedback. I'm so appreciative of this. We did this all the way through the pandemic. Uh, we're still in it. We're coming out of it. Maybe some light at the end of the tunnel with some vaccines. Like I said, I got my first dose this week. Keep listening, keep positive, and we will see you next time. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast and tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. You can find more episodes at vertifor.com under the resources tab or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it on social and spread the word. Don't forget to join in on the conversation and recommend future guests by messaging us at Vertifor.